Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Did you know that we have a library of virtual training courses to help you with all of your dog training needs? Whether you're working on recall, you have a reactive dog, maybe you have a new puppy, maybe adventuring with your dog is your biggest priority. We have a virtual course just for you. All of our virtual courses are currently 15% off, which is the only discount that we run on these programs all year long. You can check out the link in the show notes to learn more about this once a year sale that ends on November 29th. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have my favorite trainer in the whole world with me right now. If y'all don't already know Steph, she is a Good Feeling Dog Training's amazing second trainer. And if you've been a part of Reactive Redefined, you know Steph well. So Steph, for those who don't know you, we just give them just a super short rundown. You, about you, how you got started training, credentials, and then we'll talk about your girl. Yeah. Um, hello. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you again. Um, so I am ABC and KPA certified, um, dog trainer. I've been working with dogs for, I mean, it feels like my entire lifetime, but professionally for many years now. Um, I have my own mobile nail trimming business for cats and dogs as well. So I just get to play with dogs and cats all the time and it's just the absolute greatest thing. Um, and then I live with, uh, three dogs and a cat. So we're going to chat about Moxie a little bit today. All the things. Okay, so for those of you who did not listen to the previous episode, Steph and I did, where we talked about Moxie, go back and listen. We'll include a link to that in the show notes. Um, so what I wanted to do today is just catch everybody up on how things have been going with Moxie, right? Because the last time you were on the podcast was kind of like we were like reaching like some hiccups in as she was starting to mature, which is normal. But also we just talked about like, okay, this is happening. How are you dealing with it? And I know, because obviously I see and talk to you all the time, is that you have made a lot of progress and you've really, I don't want to say double down, but you've gotten really strategic about like, okay, this is what Moxie needs right now. This is what we're going to do. This is where it's going to get us. Okay. So do you want to start with telling everybody? So you went to a group class. She had a super hard time. It wasn't run the way maybe you, for her success. Start from there. Yes. Yeah. So we dove into a puppy group class, hoping for some, uh, some experience to like working around like other dogs, um, and not playing with them all the time. Um, and the class just, it didn't end up being quite what I wanted it to be, which is okay. Um, but we were committed and paid for the class. And so we just decided to just use it as, um, like as I could, uh, as much as I could for what she needed, um, to get out of it what we could. So the class space was very, very small and very, very loud, which was very challenging. Um, looking back, I'm not sure if I would have repeated that process. I prob- maybe probably would have just eaten the money and not done it again. Um, but that's okay. You live and you learn. <laughs> we take on that, that information for future, future puppies. Um, so yeah, so we got to the class, uh, and it was, you know, 
we made progress throughout the class. Like she was able to work and focus by the last class. Um, she was able to be in the room, um, hang out for pretty much almost the entire class, which was the first time out of five classes that she could do that. So um, we did make progress with it. Um, and then I moved on from that training facility to look for some classes other uh, in other places. Um, so around the same time, she was having some of that like reactivity on leash, frustration reactivity on leash with other dogs. She also kind of started showing some frustration with uh, one of her doggy friends, um, one of her best doggy friends that she'd been playing with since she was a baby. Dara, who's a German Shepherd, who is just about two months older than Moxie. Um, so we were struggling with both things at the same time that happened around, I don't know, last spring. That was like April, May time that we started really dealing with it. Okay. Um, Tell and everybody a little bit more like how those behaviors were presenting. So Moxie and Dara have always played together very, very well. Um, and Moxie just kind of started getting a little bit more full of herself, I would say, uh, a little bit more like bullyish. Um, and when she was getting, she was displaying some like growling behavior and she growls, she is a loud player. She can just like play loudly in general. Um, and so when that kind of started happening, Dara, Dara is, she's a sweetheart, but she's a sweet, 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 sweet baby, gentle, like sweet, gentle baby being that, like, does not take well to any sort of, like, confrontation with other dogs or loudness, um, any sort of growling, snapping. She just, like, shuts down, runs, panics, gets very scared, ears back, like, low to the ground, runs for safety. Um, and so she's the first dog that has ever displayed that behavior in front of Moxie. All of her other doggy friends are very much like if she gets pushy, they're just, like, whatever and either push back or kind of tell her off and then she's like okay and just runs away and goes and does something else and creates space whatever so with dara when she got a little grumbly and when dara got very scared moxie was like okay this is this is interesting and it just kind of intensified the behavior um and so she was getting more grumbly she was getting standing very, very tall, putting herself over the top of Dara, pinning Dara down, all of her hair was standing up, um, being just very, very bossy and just very rude. Um, <laughs> I, so, I only laugh because Waylon can also be a bully. I'm sorry, go yeah. on. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Um, so, uh, but we use Dara a lot for playtime, or we were using Dara a lot for, like, drop off stuff and hanging out. And so this was something that I no longer felt comfortable just taking her over and dropping her off anymore. Um, I didn't want to put Dara in that position that she had to feel that scared. Um, and so we had to change tactics and try some different things. Uh, and it's a bit challenging. Dara belongs to a family member, which just kind of makes things a little bit more challenging. Uh, just schedule wise, it just was like hard. I didn't get to do quite as much as I wanted to necessarily, um, just so their schedules didn't match up or whatever. Um, and mostly our, as far as their relationship at that point had been, it was always us going to Dara's house, them getting very, very excited, overstimulated, over aroused, and just running around and playing, taking breaks, like, in the meantime, but it generally started with, like, a lot, and so we had to change that, because that's, I think, what added to this as well, um, so we had to change some things. We had our final play date. We were doing play dates with four puppies, 
And the last time we did it over at Dara's house with all four puppies was actually last Christmas or Christmas Eve. Uh, so it's been some time. So it's, it's just interesting to, to watch them grow and develop. And this like group of puppies that have played together almost weekly for the first year of their lives. And suddenly it was, we could no longer do that anymore because the bullies were starting to gang up on Dara and would just chase her around. And it was no longer safe or fun for anybody. So we had to change, change a lot of tactics. Um, and at first with Dara, so I would take Moxie over and just try and have her on leash and use her muzzle. Um, and that just was adding more frustration because she just wanted to get to Dara. And because she was held back on the leash, she was just getting more and more frustrated. And that didn't do anything. <laughs> that didn't really help. Um, so we kind of just ended up taking a break from going over to see Dara for a while um, in the midst of all of that. So this really, this kind of started in April, May and Moxie had kind of a first like pretend heat in June and then went into her first like real heat in July. Uh, and that her behavior was definitely different during that time. Um, and so that was very interesting to see her play her act much differently with her friends um, and especially with Dara we had like one final tried to go over for a play date use the muzzle and it did not go well and so we're like okay we're we're like done done for a while um, and just kind of took a breather um, and that's that's okay to do that sometimes I like in my head I was like okay I have to make a training plan and we have to do this 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 and this and implement all these things and that just it never happened and that's that's okay because taking a break is kind of just what they needed um and sometimes taking the break means that we don't have to come up with as elaborate or long drawn out training plan either right? yeah like yeah saves us a bunch of steps when we can just okay and everyone I think that it's really important that we we highlight here that it is very normal for dogs as they mature, right? As they hit social maturity, social maturity being like a year and a half to two and a half, just kind of depending on age, breed, and all of that. It is very normal for there to be a drastic drop off in their social circle. Not that it has to be permanent, but like, this is so something that I dealt with with Waylon too. He was just so confident and any dog who was like nervous or worried, he's like, cool. Yeah, I'll just bully the shit out of you. That's fine. Yeah. I just do that. Yeah. And it's not, and it doesn't make Moxie a bad dog. It doesn't make Waylon a bad dog, but it also means that it's our obligation as their guardian to not let other dogs get pummeled, right? Like, exactly. It's yeah. Not their <laughs> it's not the like nervous dog responsibility to tell the other dogs off. Doesn't make our life easier when our dogs interact with dogs who can kind of tell them off. They could be like, hey, noted, not going to bully you. Yes, it does. Yes. But this is normal, right? Like this happens yes. with all dogs through social maturity and the dogs who are really confident and are really dog savvy and have breed tendencies to bully, you usually start to see it happen in like the year and a half age range. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't entirely surprised. So, and especially, I mean, also interesting to see that like it really only happens with Dara, who's another female and the two boys that she's been playing with since she was a baby. She's, she's been fine with, and they're like, they're okay. They can stand up to her. Well, Moose can also be a little bit nervous, but for whatever reason, she doesn't, get like too overzealous with him um so and they also have a 
a little bit of a different relationship because we don't always just go for play stuff. We do a lot of walking together and training together and agility. Um, and they do stuff in around each other that's not just like being on top of each other. So, um, and Dara and Moxie's relationship has very much just been a lot of playtime because <laughs> that's just how it worked out. So, um, that being said, we took a break from that with Dara, but we like, I mean, I have, oh, we were already working on stuff, but we major kicked it in high gear, everything else that we were working on um, away from Dara. So just basic skills and adding in distractions and working on engagement and working on her uh, frustration when she sees dogs that she doesn't get to meet on leash because that was still like an issue. So, so all of those things we continued working on and in the meantime, while we let Dara have a break, because like you said, it was not fair to like continue to put Dara in that position where she was just like totally freaked out. And we knew like, we know they can play well together and be around each other and also just hang out. Um, but it was not, it was taking too long to get to that point And that wasn't fair to put Dara in that position. So. Yeah. And I think we also have to say too, it's like from like the Moxie standpoint, giving her more opportunities to lean into this, like ability to bully and it working. Yeah. Not something we're in love with either. No. Right. Like, yeah. Don't want that. <laughs> the more and more it happens, the more it gets reinforced, which is, you know, exactly what we tell all of our clients. Don't do that. So I was like, all right, we can't do this anymore. So um, that became like my biggest goal was, okay, when we do get back into this, what can we do to set this up so that there is like none of that, like no escalation, like no grumblies, like what do we need to do? So um, that just kind of started happening in the last few weeks. So it's been really exciting because it has, it's, I mean, it's November now, it's mid-November and it's taken since April. So <laughs> that's a process and that's, that's okay. okay. She's an adolescent. How old is Moxie today? She's 18 months. Right. Okay. Now, so, so exactly a year and a half. Okay. So yeah. everyone, if you have a year old dog, buckle up, my friends. Next <laughs> yeah. year, woo, you got to do the work. This is the time. And I'll be there soon. Spicy will be there yeah. soon. Right. No. Right. I thought the first year was rough. And then I was like, man, the second year is like really pushing. <laughs> so pushing. I told, but I told myself when I, when I made the decision to bring her home, I told myself it would be at least four years before I could like have any sort of like, wow, maybe you're an adult dog. Not get my hopes up before four years. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you were one right okay and so as just a little bit of an aside here spicy is 12 she'll be 13 weeks old tomorrow oh and i we are already seeing her bully tendencies come out in play it's already happening yes. right and it's like it's thankfully we have a lot of really good dog savvy dogs that are bigger yeah. but like you know you know my mother-in-law has small dogs and yeah. spicy's like almost bigger than the small dogs now so she's like kind of trying out some like but what if I just do this? And uh -huh. we are having to be really diligent about like, no, don't do that. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> so right? I'm a little old dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, for those of you who have a preference for bully breeds, you have a preference for some of like the working shepherdy breeds, you got to prep yourselves, okay? Because mm -hmm. they might be bullies and that doesn't make them bad. That just makes them who no. they are. You just have to work through it. It's not like, you know, you have these horribly aggressive dogs. Being a bully is not always aggressive. Sometimes, yes, but not always, right? <laughs> you like spicy dogs, you have to accept them for all that they are. <laughs> all the spice. <laughs> 
not taking it personally, right? right like right. boxy bullying yeah. Yara is not a reflection of your worth or who you are as a human being. That yeah. is just Moxie's existing behavior and what she's trying out in response to Dara's right. behavior, right? Like, so, and I think that that's hard. I think that's very hard for a lot of us to separate our dog so and then like trying to like take ownership for like, oh my God, this is a reflection of like me being like X, Y, or Z. It, it isn't always. Right. Right. No. Like, she's so <laughs> humbling. It's like, okay, I've been working with this dog since she was nine weeks old. I had all these expectations and thoughts and like where she would be. And no, we're not anywhere close to that. And some days I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like a horrible trainer. And it's like, no, there she's just, she is who she is. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> like you could have chosen a golden retriever you could right yeah you could have gotten another (laughs) chihuahua or selfie and that and on the flip side of that you know she's a bully with dara and with her like younger friends but then i watch her with cowboy and watch how their relationship has blossomed and he's he's eight pounds and she turns herself into the tiniest most like gentle dog with him and so i know what she's capable of i know that she like has that in her so it's also like okay we just gotta push through this and get to that (laughs) well and remembering that like the dog savvy dog that you put all the time and energy into building in her socialization window is 1000 percent still there yeah right like she is still really great with dogs she has great social skills it's just Mm -hmm. you know under certain conditions we know what she's capable of yeah yeah and it's not that she was physically harming dara no but dara's emotional response to it was hard yeah (laughs) Yeah. no it was too much so oh my god okay so walk everybody through um how okay so you took some time off right from seeing dara and then kind of walk everybody through like what you did differently when you started those meetups again yeah, so outside of, like, working on stuff with Moxie in general, so more, like, leash skills, stuff that we work on all the time, um, but, like, calling her away, practicing more, like, calling her away from dogs, the other dogs that we've been, like, playing with, still seeing in the meantime. Um, so when I decided to get us together again, um, I was like, we need to go somewhere different. We have to set up the situation, the environment differently. We can't come over to her house because she just gets herself, oh gosh, the baby. <laughs> she just gets I, herself. I laugh. Recording <laughs> is challenging. Okay, so yeah, change the setup. You can't just let them get over around at, at Dara's house. Yeah. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And she was to the point where we would be driving through the neighborhood and she was getting herself like worked up and excited in the car because she knew where we were. Um, So it started like before we would even get like in front of the house. And then at that point, she's just like screaming and losing it. So we had tried earlier on, we had tried going over um, to her house, not going inside. And my boyfriend went in to get Dara and we tried a parallel walk in the neighborhood. Um, and that because we had still gone into the neighborhood, she was still just over aroused. And we spent, I mean, we walked for probably 45 minutes to an hour in the neighborhood and she like never really calmed down. She barely took food. She was just trying to get to Dara the whole time um, and never got to a place where she could just like, she could kind of stop and sniff a little bit and then she'd like remember Dara was there again and just lose it again. So we had to change like the the whole place, the situation, all, like more than just like them playing in the backyard. We had to change everything. Um, 
So we decided to try going to our favorite walking spot, decompression walking spot at the lake, because there's plenty of space. We generally don't see any other like people or dogs there. Um, I knew we could use a long line. I know it's a place where Moxie we've been over and over again. And so Moxie already has a history of like, she can engage with me there. She doesn't completely lose her mind and being super distracted by all the excitement of being in a new place. Um, and she wouldn't be like, expecting Dara to be there so when Dara showed up and we could kind of do some walking it was more like oh my friend's here and then we just started walking moving along and let them follow behind us at their pace um and she was like a completely different dog (laughs) so uh when you have your dog's brain it's amazing how they're capable so amazing in ways that are desirable isn't it like yeah yeah and a lot of that I know had to do with like just time, like giving, literally giving her the time to like have more of a thinking brain, get through her first heat, um, get through all those emotions. Cause it did like, it affected her a little bit more. Like she did not feel good and it came out in her behavior. Um, like did it feel good to the point where I was worried that she had the, the pyometra and had her like checked for it and stuff. Um, so it, you know, when they don't feel well, it can come out in their behavior. So it was really important to remember that too. So giving her time to recover from all of that. Um, and then, yeah, have her like, oh, can have a thinking brain turned on here now. <laughs> so, and at that point we were doing, so we, they were both on the long lines and we just kept walking ahead and I just kept moving and just kept moving and walking um, and letting Dara just kind of follow behind with her people as she was like comfortable um, and Moxie did so good at like, she would go to hit the end of the leash to try and go over to see Dara. And I would just like, go Moxie, pop, pop, call her away. And she just come running, running away with me. Um, she was in her muzzle. We just, we just kind of used her muzzle all the time just so everyone feels safe. And also just to create the more like practice we do with it, the better for her, um, in different situations. So she was in her muzzle. Um, and we just kind of let them like go at their pace and let her kind of approach. I'd watch Dara and kind of see her reaction and if it was like too much we just kind of call moxie away again and keep moving on and she just her response was like so so solid like so good for that and i was like it's so those are the moments where you're like oh my god wow, the work is actually like <laughs> like all the time and effort when it shows up like that i do know what i'm doing yeah so i was very excited about that um so yeah we walked for a probably a good 20, 30 minutes before Dara really started like, okay, now like Moxie never once like had any growling or grumbling at her. Her hair would never sit up. She was very, very loose. Um, very just like happy, happy to see the people. Um, so it helped the end just because I think because she was calling away so quickly from Dara, Dara was like, okay. Um, and for the first time, Dara was actually stood up for herself a little bit so when moxie would come over and kind of get in her space dar actually snapped at her like twice and moxie just moved on and was like all right whatever like i'll go try and find a stick so that was like really nice to see um so yes we then we got to a point where walking and suddenly dar just like came alive and they just started playing in the water and it was like nothing like the last like six months had never happened (laughs) i was like oh my gosh i could cry (laughs) everyone you need to follow Steph on instagram what's your instagram handle uh steph underscore click treat 
Okay, because, oh my God, the body language and the joy between the two of them was just contagious. I rewatched yeah. it like several times. I'm like, oh my God. So good. Look at those happy curly tails. Oh my God, they're the sweetest. So good. Dara is so, she's so like long and gangly for a shepherd that she's so, her body language is just so obvious. And when she's scared, it's like, oh my gosh, you're like a scared bunny. And when she's happy, it just like flows out of her. It's so sweet to see. Yeah, oh I need to make some re- reels out of those because they're so good. <laughs> oh my God. They're so good. There's so much good body language there. So everyone, I'm going to have to apologize. You may hear Spicy running back and forth in my house <laughs> right now because that's exactly what's happening. Um, but okay, so I, I just think that this is such an important reminder for all of you that are listening that maybe are feeling like your dog is a bully. They're never going to be good with dogs again. That is not true. We just have to understand the conditions under which they're going to be the most successful, right? And making sure that we can set it up like that, because I think that it probably will take some more time. And I'd love to hear like how you're feeling about this. I'm sure it's going to take some more time, but I bet you'll probably be able to get to a point where like, you can go back to Dara's house and they can interact in a more positive way. Yeah. And we have, so we've now done two lake walks um, and gone over there twice. The first time, was like fine it did take Dara so Dara her like safe space is to go under the deck um she like army crawls herself under there which is crazy to see because she's so large and tall um and so but it kind of like because then Moxie has to flatten herself and get smaller it kind of like forces her to also like be on the same level and stuff so it did take some time. The first time we went over, it took Dara some time to get comfortable enough to come out and start playing. But Moxie was very, very sweet. She was very patient. She was calling away from Dara. She was leaving her alone. Um, so that went like really well. And she was like, she just kind of waited her out until Dara was like, okay, I, you're like, you're still being nice. Like I can trust you. And finally came out and they were like back to the normal playing. Um, we did try again yesterday with uh her other good friend Fiona um because Moxie and Fiona played very very well together too they had a little bit of the Moxie got a little bit grumbly with her but it went away with Fiona a lot faster um Fiona is younger than Moxie by quite a bit she's only Fiona's only eight, eight or nine months now um and Fiona grew up with a very grumbly, loud, playful sister. And so when Moxie gets grumbly at her, she just kind of like literally like paused at her face and is like, what you stop that? Like, whatever. So they have a wonderful relationship. And I think that Fiona and Dara are very much on the same level and would have like a very wonderful relationship. Um, and so we tried to do a setup with the three of them. And Dara ended up just being very nervous of Fiona because she was new, um, which she's usually not. So it took her again, it took her some time, but Fiona and Moxie played. Moxie was a little bit grumbly. I think it was a little bit more exciting because both of her friends were there. So it just took some time and I just had to like, she was in her muzzle. I just had to manage. I just used food. I didn't use any like tension or pulling her away, but I would get some food in front of her face and the muzzle and just like call her away and have her chill out and lie down and eat some stuff. And um after a little bit, she, um Dara finally like, started coming out got comfortable enough to come out and started playing and they all three like started playing with each other and it was really really sweet so um that's why I didn't get home in time <laughs> because it was like as soon as I was like supposed to be leaving and they like dark came out and we were like oh my gosh they're finally like she's finally interacting and they're doing so good together and I was like I can't leave right now so um so yeah so I know it's gonna be like 
more up and down. I know it's, it doesn't mean that I, we can just go over and drop off and do play days. Like it's going to be different. Um, we're still going to have to do like some setups and do some like walks and do other stuff together. And that's fine. Um, so this, knowing that is, you know, it's okay. <clears throat> so still more work. <laughs> always yes. more work, but that's fine. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and, and then fill everybody in. So like, how is her, um, her leash reactivity and stuff to other dogs these days? So it's getting much better. We, um, October, we struggled a little bit and we backtracked a little bit in October, um, just because I got COVID and then had dental procedure. And so we just couldn't get out. So because we couldn't get out and do some work and then her like physical needs were also not being met. And that play, that has a huge role in her, like, leash frustration. If she has not gotten out for exercise, um, she is, like, way, way, like, on another level. Um, so as long as her needs are being met, we're on, like, a regular schedule for her, like, exercise and getting outside and sniffing and exploring and stuff, um, her reactivity is much lower now. We're making a lot more progress. Um, we've had some few, we live in a apartment complex with like lots of dogs, um, and quite a few now, like other big reactive dogs. Um, and so we've had a few run-ins in the last few days that were like closer encounters than we usually have. And we're back to back that she handled like wonderfully, never like didn't even have a little bark, got over it really fast, didn't get trigger stacked and was like, okay, whatever. Um, so that's been really nice to see now that we are back to, to working and back to getting outside and meeting her needs that she is like that has come down a lot um we did we were able to take a group class for control unleash which was nice um just because it gave us the ability the trainers knew that I was a trainer and I was up front with what I wanted out of the class and what I was going to do um and why we needed it um and so it was a really nice experience for us to have a space with other dogs that we could practice a lot of these skills in in a controlled environment where we can practice all the skills we've been working on with other dogs that were also struggling struggling with reactivity but with people who are very knowledgeable about how to help those people so that we could actually like get the best out of it so I do think that class was very beneficial for us and um that was a really great experience so that was very helpful as well that uh that happened through October too so so yeah, so it's all coming, it's all slowly coming together, you know, we're back out on the, at the lake again on the beach, and I'm starting to like drop her leash more often, because I'm growing more trust, it's definitely been a me issue, <laughs> um, and so I'm growing more trust, and like, you know, when I recall her, and she comes right away, and she's like, hi, mom, I'm like, oh my god, wow, like, this is okay, all of this work is paying off, like, it's showing up, this is really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like, as someone who has knows the struggle of raising a crazy one and a half year old dog, uh, it's so much better. It just keeps yeah. getting better and keeps getting better. Right. And you get those like great, like reinforcements for you where you're like, hot damn, everything I did is working. Right. Like yeah. I have raised this kick-ass dog. We are doing it together. Right. So everyone, if you have a year and a half year old dog, woo, it's hard. It's one of the hardest Feel ages, <laughs> like one to two, one to two and a half. It's a very brutal age range. I remember when Waylon was a year and a half and uh, I just cried at a family dinner once because he was just like <laughs> being insane and I could do nothing about it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. ah! and now, oh my God, he's like the greatest. So 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's a never ending journey. Right. And I think that that's something that we all know and internalize, but each dog teaches us and shines it in just a different way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. What a gift Moxie is giving you, right? Like now you're just that much better at serving your clients. So everyone, if you are thinking about joining the January round of reactive redefined, <laughs> you have an adolescent dog, <laughs> like a bully, you need to be best group for sure. Got, yeah. Got you for that. Oh my God. Okay, so everyone, be sure to follow Steph over on Instagram. We'll be sure to include her handle in the show notes so you can find her. Um, The next round of Reactive Redefined will open in January. We are pumped up. Oh, my God. It's always the best, just welcoming in new people. Like, let's do this. So much fun. Let's do this. Meeting all the new groups. So great. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Steph, thank you so much for joining me today and telling everybody about Sweet Moxie B. Um, Everyone, have a beautiful weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Reactive Redefined will reopen for enrollment on Monday, January 2nd. If you have been waiting to be a part of our group coaching program and you're already on the wait list, rest assured you will be the first to know when enrollment opens. If you'd like to be one of the first to know, be sure to join the wait list. You can check out the link in the show notes. If you feel like you need more immediate support, join the self-guided version of Reactive Redefined. In the meantime, and then we'll apply what you invested in the self-guided towards the group coaching program. Steph and I are so looking forward to welcoming new teams into Reactive Redefined and seeing you all thrive and grow together. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.